yo, what up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca. And as always, thank you for tuning in. We are super excited today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 23rd episode. We are here. We are here. Number 23. You and me. Actually, it's not me today, though. I'm hitting y'all with that intro. Yes, I am blessing you with a new intro we are about to introduce for Omar's Overture. So, our new segment for Omar's Overture, which will not be on episodes that I'm doing by myself, because obviously you get me for that whole episode, so why would you need me to do Omar's Overture as just myself? That doesn't make any sense, does it? No. But for episodes where I have guests that are going to be my main people talking, like this week's episode, which features your favorite and my favorite combat sports insider and our Ball and Buds correspondent, Clubber D, the Combat G. Yes, 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 yes. We have another episode from him today, and it is a doozy. We're going to hear from him live from Houston at the Black Beast Cyril Gange fight. Say what? And then breaking news stories, and they are some doozies, so you're going to want to listen up for the latest. So stay tuned for all of that. As you know, he be cracking all of us up. He's so funny. So everybody loves his episodes. I be getting mad hype on his episodes. People be hitting me up in my DMs like, yo, Clubber D. Like, I even got, man, anyways, people ask me to have him on a podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He got other things to do right now, okay? It ain't time for that yet. Anyways. Uh. Why you always lying? Uh. Uh, but, <laughs> anyways, uh, love Clubber D. So, you know. We, uh, we we doing our thing here at the Ball and Buzz podcast. To the moon. Shout out Cameron Grimes. And then some funny ass ranting and raving about people in the gym. You're definitely not going to want to miss that. He just, he goes off and you will, you will be dying laughing, I'm telling you. But first, you know how we like to start here on the Ball and Buzz podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. Get over here! So, new segment we're doing. It's going to be the, your sports and entertainment news compilations. I'm just going to break you off with the latest news stories in the sports and entertainment world. So that way I get to talk to you for a little bit. You get to hear from me, see what's new with me, and I get to as well give you the latest stories, and then you get to be blessed by whoever our guest is that day. Today, Clubber D. We're also going to have Mr. Weeby <laughs> coming in for our MLB postseason series. Look at me. See, I'm just, y'all don't know. Y'all just... Man, I, I was just... I was a little behind on my times. That's the problem, y'all. Like, if I would have... Anyways, uh, so what's going on? In the sports and entertainment worlds. <laughs> Are you ready? Play. 
Yes, 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 yes. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> the NFL is back tonight, the opening day game. Cowboys, Buccaneers, it is going to be a doozy, and I am so excited that football is back. <laughs> we got fantasy football in full swing for all you fantasy players. Hope your drafts went well, but now we move into the season with real football so I can have my fantasy fun, but more importantly, watch my Raiders play first of all. Let's go Raiders. I am predicting us for about a... Anywhere between a seven and nine to a nine and seven record, so I can see us anywhere seven and nine. Uh, oh, sorry, wait, there's 17 games. Look at me fucking all up. All right, I already fucked up the 17 games. <laughs> Don't forget, there's 17 games, y'all, this season. So, <laughs> I would say that. Uh, hold on a second. Let me hit my bowl real quick. Been talking a little too much. Let me hit my bowl and drink some coffee. <coughs> Yo, by the way, I got this new shit in called cereal milk. Joint is like 25, 24, 25, 20, I can't remember, 26% TAC. That is one of my top five. It's one of my top five strains. Like AK-47 has always been like one of my top, like one or two. But this is definitely up there. If not in the top three, it's definitely in the top five. Um, I'm actually gonna have to do a list one day. Maybe I'll be up. Uh, maybe I'll bring on, uh, who could I bring on? Ooh, I could bring on a couple people. Maybe I'll bring on my boy, Brucey B. See if he want to talk about some, some strains and stuff like that. We've smoked a lot of good strains together in our life. Uh, anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, this episode is brought to you by cereal milk. So if you like cereal milk, which I know a lot of people do, uh, I'm not much of a cereal head. I don't really eat cereal, but when I do, I'm definitely drinking that milk, especially if it's like Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Frosted Flakes, something like sugary. By the way, there was like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch dude at the at the Nationals-Mets game because I'm a Mets fan, so I was watching the game, and he sat right behind our home plate. I'm like, why are you trying to distract the crowd like this, sir? I don't understand quite what you are doing. But, uh, and if I was behind him, oh, I would have been pissed if I was a fan behind him. You come up in this big-ass uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot uniform, you're going to sit the fuck right in front of me. What the hell wrong with you? I can't even see. I'm in the damn, I'm in the, I'm right behind home plate, done paid. I could tell you them tickets are expensive because shout out my boy Amul. Uh, phew, man, he's been my boy since we was like five years old. Shout out my boy Amul. But uh, Amul took me to a Nationals game, and he had had tickets in the President's or the Diamond Club, whatever the heck it's called, right behind home plate. I could tell, I'm not going to tell you how much he paid, but he had paid a grip. Uh, he, thankfully for me, luckily for me, thank goodness. And I, I, I mean, whew, blessed to have a good friend like such. As somebody had dropped out that was supposed to go, and he gave me the other tickets. So, man, we ate and drank like kings, watched the game. It was so much fun. Anyways. If I had paid that much money and you come sitting in front of me with your dumb ass. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even get dumb ass cinnamon. <laughs> I can't 
can't even spell. Yo, dumbass dumb cinnamon toast crew. <laughs> oh, I snorted. I snorted. Oh, I snorted. My bad. Uh, with your dumbass cinnamon toast crunch suit on, coming and sitting in front of me in my. F I'm not gonna say how much he paid, but I'm just gonna say, let's say around a G. You know what I'm saying? Per seat, you out here fucking my shit up. <laughs> anyways, anyways, moving on, moving on. Just wanted to. Oh shit, I just had deja vu about this exact moment. Like, I just looked out. How many how many of y'all have deja vu? And then, like, how many of y'all know, like, it was deja vu? Like, <clears throat> I always sit at the same desk to do my podcasting because my studio is here in the corner of my apartment by my window. Um, so I have a little setup here with the mic booth and the, a, little t a little desk, a little lamp. I got, my, I got my, uh, my preamp here. I got all my mic cables and everything hooked up and blah, 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 blah. So anyways... I would say that that's not usually deja vu because I always am in the same spot looking at the same computer. So, it, you know, it could have been anything. But no, I remember vividly the title of the document and it is the same exact title as what I'm looking at right now. So that was really weird because that happened a few weeks ago, probably like even a month and a half ago. Oh, I love when that happens. That That's how you know that life is, that your life is meant, like everything that happens to you is supposed to happen to you. Uh, anyways, all right. Football is tonight again. Go Cowboys! I hate, uh, I hate Tom Brady. I I dislike Tom Brady a lot. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> I can't. I can't not. Fuck Tom Brady. Anyway, so go Cowboys. Plus, my dad is a Cowboys fan. Uh, Dak Prescott is back, so I'm hoping that him and his Cowboys win the NFC East. Plus, I hate the Redskins too. Oh, oops, excuse me. The Washington Football Team. Uh, I grew up there, so you can't blame me. I'm still trying to get through that transition. It's hard. Called him that for 35 years. Anyways, football is back tonight. So excited. So we will see what happens there. Go Raiders. Uh, again, oh, back to my record. That's what I was saying a long time ago. Come back to wagging the circle. Wagging the circle. I don't even know what that means. Anyways, nine and eight. Eight and nine is what I am thinking. Possibly seven and ten. Uh, but I think we'll actually at least have an 8-9, and 9-8 and eight record this year. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, let's get you to this sports and entertainment news stories we talked about. So first of all, congratulations to the newest 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame inductees, including Marvin Miller, Ted Simmons, Larry Walker, and that damn Yankee, Derek Jeta. Number two, Derek Jeta. Number two. Um... I hate the Yankees, too. I'm a Mets fan, so I absolutely hate the Yankees. I hate Derek Jeter. I shouldn't use that word because I don't really hate anybody, but I hate Derek Jeter. Damn it. Fuck Derek Jeter, too. Uh, next week's episode, I'll touch a little bit more on the whole Derek Jeter saga. But no, he's not the greatest shortstop of all time, so you can stop that bullshit right now. And I agree he should be. He should have been unanimous, though. Come on, now. Whoever the one... What the, what the hell is wrong with you? What... So you voted Mariano Rivera, his teammate, played the same amount of time, won the same amount of championships. Rivera's a specialist. Derek Jeter was an everyday shortstop. And you voted for him, though, but you didn't vote for Jeter. It must have been me in disguise. Someone, like, came and stole my body and went and voted against Jeter because that would have been me. I would have. But I'm a hater. 
That's the point. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. Anyways, he might have been a Mets fan. Ooh, maybe he was a Mets fan. Yeah, he should have been unanimous, though. That's some BS. You one guy, you done, you done messed up, sucker. And moving on, congrats to the U.S. Ryder Cup to be on the team. Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, Harris English, Daniel Berger, and Scotty Scheffler, who were added to Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Brooks, don't call me Brooksy Kepka, and Justin Thomas with Steve Strickland captaining the squad. So congrats to those gentlemen. Patrick Reed was screwed over, but we know there's some beef going on in there, so you know that's for another day. Anyways, good luck to you all going up against the European team that will be featuring Sergio Garcia, John Brom, and Roy McElroy, among others. So go United States. Woo! Woo! All right. Uh, also, congratulations to Layla Fernandez, 19-year-old tennis prodigy running through the U.S. Open. She beat Naomi Osaka, who was the number three ranked, and then she beat Alina. Uh, uh, Hold on, give me one second. Let me get my. I got. I gotta get my mouth dry a little bit from the coffee I was drinking to be able to try to say this name. Alina um, Svetlina. Alina Svetlina. It's a SV. It's really hard for me. Uh, don't be making fun of me. I already get made fun of. I don't want to hear it. I'm not even going to try to say it again. Anyways, <laughs> so she beat two top number five people, and that hasn't been done since Serena Williams in 99, so she's blazing through. Uh, we will have more about her in the next episode when we talk more about Djokovic as well, so look forward to that. Also, rest in peace to Sam Cunningham. I do not usually give shout-outs to anyone that went to USC. Fuck USC. Uh, I'm not talking about South Carolina either. Sorry, y'all. Uh, I mean, University of Southern California. Um, yes, go Bruins, by the way. Uh, let me not let me not hesitate. I am a Bruins fan, been one my whole life. Uh, and so go UCLA. We are now 2-0. and We beat Hawaii, and then we took LSU to the woodshed. Take that sissy blue and suck it, Ogeron. The occasion draw mouth full. No, I'm just joking. He's a really good coach, but they're probably going to fire him anyways because that's what they do in the SEC when you don't win. Uh, but anyways, enough about them. I don't care. UCLA, we on to come up in basketball and football. So, ha-ha, we going to win the NCAA basketball tournament this year, so you should put a bet on us. I already put a futures on us at $1,200. I, I threw $100 on us, so I'll pick up that $1,200 at the end of the year. Anyways, the reason I bring up USC is Sam Cunningham was actually the one who helped to integrate the sport of college football when he was at Southern Cal, uh, you know, 50 years ago. So rest in power to that man, Sam Cunningham. And now, without further ado, he is our combat sports insider, Clubber D, the Combat G. Do you make fun of me for blowing my hot breath in the mic? Live from Houston at the Black Beast Cyril Gange fight. Take it away. Your boy is back, oh. Your boy is back. It's your main man, Clubber D, always in the place to be. And if you don't believe me, you can ask your mommy. 
Anyways, man, we we in Houston, man. Oh, wait a minute, it's quiet. Hold on. Uh, Stop capping. Uh, it's still quiet. Serial Ganja's beat the snot and outclassed Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. Say what? You know, Serial Ganja, he, the man is light on his feet. He's in and out. He's he picking pop. You know, he's he's picking what shots to use. This man came out. The Houston's own slim thug with still tipping on Fovos, wrapped in Fovos, okay? You you times Fofo, you add that plus another Fofo, and then add 10, that's 98. And that's how many strikes he landed on Derek Lewis. Yeah. Now listen, that's called motherfucking bars. To only what, eight? Eight strikes that Derek Lewis land on him, 98 to 8. Think about that. It's quiet in here. Everybody's quiet. I looked over at uh, Slim Thug. He ain't said nothing to me. Slim Thug, boss hog out loud. I looked over at Trader Truth. He ain't say nothing to me. Yeah. I looked at Michael Watts. He make me hot. I, I, he ain't say nothing. Oh, yeah. Cyril Gon beat Derek Lewis. He is the interim UFC champ. Now, he does have a date with his old teammate, sparring partner, Francis Ngannou, the UFC champ, when he decides he wants to fight, not a film Fast 9. But when they fight, it's going to be interesting because Francis Ngannou, same style like Derek Lewis, but not as, depending on his, his power, he's more light on his feet. Derek Lewis, I mean, I, I like the guy. Everybody loves him. He has power to knock you out. You know, it could be rock a you go to sleep. But Derek Lewis... He might be the modern-day Tank Abbott, and that's with no disrespect. You know, he when he fought Daniel Cormier, Daniel Cormier knew what he had to do. Okay, I'm not going to stand with this guy. I'm going to wrestle him. He can't wrestle. You know, wrestled him down, embarrassed him for a couple rounds. You know, uh, technical knockout. Uh, I think he choked him out, I believe. You know, so Derek Lewis, is his bread and butter is our right hand. If you can neutralize him, clearly doesn't check leg kicks. Terry Gunn was just having his way with his leg. It's like he hasn't adapted to embrace the whole MMA mixed martial arts. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be a a knockout artist without knowing how to stuff a takedown or knowing how to check a kick. You know what I'm saying? He threw a couple wild kicks at Cyril Gaon, but, I mean, this dude was giving him fakes, giving him um, switch stances. He didn't know what to do. You know, I've never seen somebody 6'4", over 240 pounds, just light on his feet like that. He's hopping in and out. Kick you in the leg, pop out. Kick you in the leg, pop out. Fake kick, kick to the stomach, pop out. You know, he's, he's very fast for his size, so Derek Lewis had no, had no answers for him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, where's Derek Lewis go to here, Go from here? Back to drawing board. You know, he, the thing about him is that he'll fight somebody and knock them out and get right back in title contention. So he's not completely – he's not done. He's not going to just fall face to earth. But until he learns to adapt his game, he's not going to get to that next level as in champion status. He'll be a crowd favorite, you know what I'm saying, one hit or quit, a rock a bye. You know, somebody's uh, with Nate Robinson, Conor McGregor. Hey, what happened? Toasty! And, and everyone else in that sectional. I forgot that Jorge Masvidal, he's on there. You know, it's a slumber party. You'll be on that sectional sleeping. If you get hit with that right hand of his. But until he adapts his game, it, it is what it is. He'll just be, you know, he's like your local bar buddy. When you get to the bar, he's already there. He's already drunk. 
and he's already alone and looking for someone else to glom on. Like, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, uh, I came here alone, but I'm going to laugh at your jokes and uh, join your crew. Man, get out of here. Get out of here, bar buddy. That's going to be him for the rest of his career unless he adapts and changes his game a little bit. Let's move on to Cyril Gan. So this Frenchman, as I called him earlier, the French version of Anthony Joshua, very soft-smoking, reminds me of myself when I take my shirt off at the pool, ask your mom if she likes it. Say what? You know, very chiseled, well well put to do, man. You know, he's he is a breath of fresh air for the heavyweight division along with Francis Ngannou. Um, this fight's going to be very big. You know, I'm not sure... If, you know, restrictions and stuff. They had it over uh, by the Eiffel Tower. You know, they fought over there. You know, Pepe Le Pew might come out. All the all the French people might come out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it could be big over there, but I'm sure they're going to have it somewhere here in uh, America. It's going to be a good one. I, I'm not going to give my uh, guessment on who would win. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I thought Willie D, the ghetto boys, he was looking at me. Oh, nothing? Okay. Aha, okay, what's up? All right, well, tell Scarface to get my money. We bet $5. Sorry about that, Omar. You know what I'm saying? You got me front row here in Houston. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You're bullshitting. Uh, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, back to Nganu versus Gan. So if they fight, I'll give my analysis before leading up because, you know, I got the inside source. Can't tell people, you know, who I know in there, but I'll be, I be getting stuff from their, uh, you know, their training camps and things like that. But um, all right, I'm out of here. We're about to go. Uh, Paul, chill, man. Damn, Paul Wall. You you and Riff Raff, y'all trying to get me to drink that lean. I ain't trying to drink that stuff. Jeez Louise. All right, man. I'll holler at you. It's your man, man, Clubber D. You know I'm always in a place to be up here in Houston. You know what I'm saying? We are uh, watching a UFC. And if you looked hard on TV, you would have saw me. I was next to Booker T. But um, you didn't see him in that blue suit. I was the guy next to him. It may have been dark. I mean, I know a lot of y'all uh, mouth readers don't have uh, high-def TVs. Y'all got standard-def TVs. So. But I was next to Booker T if y'all wanted to know. Uh, why you always lying? Uh, anyways, I'm gonna hit you back up when I get back uh, to my lair. Yeah, I can't wait for the next fight. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for that update, my brother. Live on location in Houston, my friend. Please, please be safe. We know how rough they get out there in Houston. I don't want you to end up saying anything to the wrong person got Scarface and Willie D and the ghetto boys coming after you we do not need that all right I know you I know you'd be out there looking like Kimbo Slice Idris Elba and The Rock but you know your brother The Rock but uh yeah nah man just be careful out there ah nope denied <laughs> I know you have some breaking news for us, so please, my friend, take it away. Omar, Omar, Omar. Sad, sad news. Cue the trumpets. I'm letting them play, letting them ride. Now, we have some bad news. The anticipated third fight, the trilogy, the rubber match between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury has been postponed. Now, these reports are going wild. We find out that there's an outbreak of COVID on the Tyson Fury side. Say what? And they're saying nine of his, uh, his team got COVID and, you know, 
Now we're hearing some weird stuff because when I was at the Connor fight, I saw a strength and conditioning coach, and I saw one of his, tra- his uh, sparring partners, Joseph Parker, another heavyweight. So uh, what's the real news? And now we find out it's only Tyson Fury and his other sparring partner that had COVID. Now that sounds kind of suspect because Bob Arum, promoter, top rank, already said that Tyson Fury was fully vaccinated. Then the story comes out that he only got one shot. So what is it? Then they're saying he's in the hospital. Then they're saying he's, he's just sinuses. Uh, he just addressed everybody, his fans. Then he had mentioned the COVID stuff, you know, recently. So that fight is now postponed all the way to October 9th. Dog, I was ready for it. I was ready to go out there. You know, you had me sitting up there. Uh, I was sitting up next to Mark Davis, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders owner and stuff. And we, we was in there. We was in the building. Uh, Stop capping. Uh, My thing about that fight, I, I honestly believe it's either Tyson Fury didn't train hard enough because his dad already called him out saying, you know, he thinks Wilder's going to come in a totally different Wilder, not the Wilder they're expecting. Tyson may have been fat or not all the way in shape for this fight. Or tickets weren't selling, you know, tickets because the tickets were, were arm and a leg. And I was trying to uh, go plus three, but, you know, saying our budget ain't that high yet. But, you know, I'm in the building. So that's all that matters. But, you know, I don't think the tickets were selling the way they were supposed to. And there was reports of saying you buy one, you got to buy two tickets. So. I'm not sure how that's going on, but we got to wait till October 9th. That's supposed to be the date. Uh, similar situation with a uh, unified 135-pounder, uh, Tiafima Lopez, and Cambosa. You know, he was supposed to fight, said he had COVID. They needed pictures of him on vacation when he's supposed to be quarantined. So Cambosa's like, hey, uh, we supposed to fight on Triller. You know what I'm saying? They've already signed for Tiafima Lopez to fight Lomachenko in October. So... He might have to vacate the uh, the IBF belt. Who knows? But um, yeah, man, that Tyson Fury—that's that's a bummer, man. I was, I was really excited for that that third fight. I think Tyson Fury's going to win. He's the better boxer. He's, he's the best boxing heavyweight there is, hands down. Wilder did look good training. You know, uh, him and Malik Scott, the odd guy. He's looking like he has fundamentals instead of just going there looking like olive oil with gloves. You know what I'm saying? He's showing good footwork. You know, he's moving his head. He's actually jab he's he's looking like a real boxer but we'll see you know you can spar or you could train and look one way you can hit in the face you he can turn into you know uh olive oil with arms a wind dancer you know flimsy flimsy skinny arms is with boxing gloves hitting people so you know i'm not knocking him because he, he's knocked out just about everybody he's fought except tyson fury so i'm not knocking him just making an observation if y'all get mad at it don't at me. Message. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lights on. Stop the music. Club stop. Breaking news, oh. We got breaking news just now. The Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence fight is off. This is the second time this summer when we were two weeks out of a major fight and it gets called off. I'm so angry about this. I mean, I'm breaking out the George Costanza voice. Jerry! Anyways, we were so hyped, so psyched and ready for the damn Wilder and Fury 3 fight and gets called off two weeks prior to the fight because Fury, quotation marks in the air, caught C-19 or COVID-19, however you want to say it, okay? He caught that. Fight off. Air once pissed. I was so ready. Man, you had me. I had tickets, front row. 
I was going to stay at the Cosmopolitan. We have four to five of our listeners' mothers going to hang out with us. I was going to play slots all night. Uh. Why you always lying? Uh. But no, caught off. Fast and Fury, quotation marks, had C-19, had COVID-19, but yet he's out Bentley shopping, taking pictures with people, and basically doing Terrafield and Lopez when you say you got C-19, but you're still not socially distancing and hanging out with everybody. Yeah, that distancing word is pretty tough. Anyways, another mega fight called off. You know, I was really looking forward to this. Earl Spence, Manny Pacquiao. I mean, who knows if Earl Spence is going to have a life-changing payday fight like this again because Pacquiao is 42. Now, they did say they're going to have Pacquiao fight Uganis Ugas, uh, Cuban WBA super welterweight champion. Pacquiao had that belt when he beat Keith uh, one-time Thurman. Uh, I think it was 2019. He beat him. But the WBA stripped him of that belt because inactivity, and he was flirting around fighting, um, I want to say, Conor McGregor at that time. So WBA was like, nah, man. This, no, 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 no sideshow stuff. You got to defend your belt, buddy. And uh, so they took the belt from him. Awarded you guys, who was the uh, regular champion, because remember the WBA has your super champion, which is the main guy, and then you got the regular champion, which makes no sense. It's basically saying I'm the heavyweight champ, and he's a, he's a U.S. champion or intercontinental belt. Okay, no one cares about them, all right? I'm a Suns fan. No one cares about us being the Western Conference champions. Everyone's worried about the Bucks because they're the main, they're the champs. Okay, so any regular or franchise belt in boxing is stupid. I said it. Don't at me. Who the hell cares? But anyways, homie. Yeah, man, this fight's off. Uh, Pacquiao's basically, basically, basically another one. Another word I can't say. Basically, gonna fight you guys uh, for the for his belt back. Basically, basically. If I stop saying basically. Say what? Anyways. Pacquiao's gonna fight you guys for the for his belt again. You know, he's basically just uh hopefully can get his belt back. And in my weird tinfoil hack conspiracy theorist guy, what if Earl Spence's eye isn't as bad as they seem? Because if he beats Pacquiao, he will have three of the major belts in that weight class. But without Pacquiao having that belt, he wouldn't have three of the major belts. So what if this is a ploy to get Pacquiao to beat you guys, get his belt back, and then they're going to have three belts on the line? Thinking man emoji. Thinking man emoji. Thinking man meme. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, finger to the forehead. Think about it. But I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I just made that up. But whatever. I'm still thinking about it. Could be, could be real. Could be wrong. You never know. All I know is we're two weeks out of a major fight, and it gets canceled again. Method. Back with his little clubs, bangers. <laughs> clubs, bangers. This little recap of Manny Pacquiao's fight against uh, Udanis Ugas. Um, I'll make this short and sweet. I'm uh, I'm on someone's uh, balcony right now. You know what I'm saying? Cutting out uh, the someone's dad came home, so I got to hide real quick, and then I'll be back in the mom's room when the dad leaves. So, anyways, let's recap this fight. You know, Manny Pacquiao's a legend. He he's one of the I, I feel great and honored to be able to watch him fight for so long, you know what I'm saying? But you know what? The time has come. Hang it up. Like I did my hairline, let it go. I think he needs to stop fighting. Say what? He can still fight probably 
lesser opposition, but he cannot fight the top guys anymore. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, I think it's that that Keith Thurman thing two years ago. That was great. He got the WBA title. You know, he was scheduled to fight uh, superstar boxer uh, Earl Spence Jr., but Earl Spence had the eye injury, so then he fought Udanis Ugas. And this fight, I mean, even though no one, everyone thought he was going to beat Udanis Ugas, this fight really, he was fighting for his belt again because he was a WBA super champion. Then they took that away, gave it to uh, Udanis Ugas, who was the regular champion, and they swapped belts, which makes no sense. So they're basically fighting for the main belt. The winner would be the super WBA champion, not the regular, because they have two belts, because it's stupid. But anyways, Udanis Ugas, what he did, he, he fought him like it was the Marquez fight when Pacquiao got knocked out of Marquez, Juan Manuel Marquez versus Pacquiao, part four. You know, jab, sweeping right hook. That's what knocked him out. He was rockabye, face down, butt up, and pause on the rest. So, you dance Ugas, what he did was, what you got to do when you fight Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao wants you to open up, get a little wild, so he can catch you from punches from all angles. He's not the best against patient and skilled fighters, okay? Josh Wakalati, you know, a couple others in the past, like Mayweather. He's not the best when you're patient and don't fall for his tricks. He wants you to get wild and crazy and open up so he can hit you with a punch, and then you're, you're doing a, the Charleston two-step like Miguel Cotto was, you know what I'm saying? So he wants you to open up. You dance Ugas didn't do that, okay? He did not do that. He stayed true to his form. He stayed with the game plan. He kept the guard up when Manny Pacquiao did his little flurries, pop, 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 you know? Hit these gloves. You're not hitting me. Too bad. Tough. Sorry for you. And he kept on hitting with that sweeping right hook. Pacquiao didn't go to sleep. You know, I'm, I'm shocked. You know what I'm saying? He could have been sleep eating some lupia. You know what I'm saying? Not that I eat some lupia. It's pretty good. But, you know, he would have been sleep eating that. You know, dreaming of that. But anyways, you dance Ugas. Now he is a super WBA belt holder. He has one of the major belts in the, in the, in the welterweight, 147. You got Earl Spence with two. You got Terrence Bud Crawford with uh, with one, and then he has the other one. Now, will they unify it? Who knows? Because Al Heyman has ruined that division since he's promoted boxing in the last 20 years. He's, you know, they're both on the on the same uh, promoter, but I doubt they will fight each other. Earl Spence, you dance Ugas, and Terrence Crawford. He's with Bob Arum at top rank, and you know. There's always excuse why they don't want to work with other fighting promotions. So, you know what I'm saying? Those belts probably won't get unified. But that's another story. You know what? I might have to do a why I can't stand Al Heyman, why he's ruined box. I might do a little little, little sound bite on that later. But anyways, you dance against, he won. And then what, this is what I don't understand. Okay, you lost back, yeah. You lost. Take the L, all right? It is what it is. But don't come with excuses. Don't do this. You did. You had an excuse when, when you lost to Mayweather, saying it was your shoulder. Now you have an excuse saying... I got leg cramps. I got leg cramps, too. When I still go to work, shoot. I got leg cramps. My back be hurt. My shoulder be hurting. Your mama don't complain. Oh, that man, shut the hell up. And then second, he said he didn't train long enough for a right, uh, orthodox right-handed fighter. But then in the past interviews, you said it takes you one to two days to train for somebody like that. So which one is it? You, you, you didn't have enough time, two weeks, to train for an orthodox fighter? Or... You overtrain because you had two weeks. It takes you one or two days to figure out an orthodox fighter. Which lie are you going with? Okay? Stop with the lies. Stop with the BS. You're lost. It happens. Okay? You're a great fighter. You're a legend. But we all take L's. Trust me, I take L's too. I take them all the time. 
Just ask your mom. She complained after three minutes. I was tired that day. Who cares? But anyways, oh, I'm out of here. I got to go back. Uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, all right. He left, so I'm going back in the bedroom. I need you to do me a favor. Um, I'm going to be flying out to uh, Ohio on Sunday for the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight. I'm going to need you to uh, set me up nice in a, in a hotel. I'm not sure what, what hotels they have there. Hopefully it's not Ohio State themed, but you know, I'll be there front row, you know what I'm saying, doing like we always do. Ball and Buzz podcast is getting bigger, you know what I'm saying? I'm walking down the streets. People are saying, hey, what's up, Clubber D? Hey, hey, you know, it's me, the Combat G. If you don't like me, blame your dad. Message! At least Caleb Sweethands Plant, Nashville's finest, called Canelo out on all the diva things he wanted for their fight, which didn't happen. At least that's all the way uh, next month, uh, September 18th, and, you know, they're going to push that to a different day. I think he's fighting Dimitri Paval, Russian champion, who's actually pretty good, but, you know... Third year in a row, Canelo will not be fighting on Mexican Independence Day. Bruh, come on. Why don't they just push the De La Hoya versus uh, MMA legend Vitor Belfort fight, which is on September 11th, push that back to September 18th. I might be intrigued. You never know. Well, this was the breaking news. Turn lights back down. Uh, turn turn lights off again in the club. Let's get that uh, let's get that coconut foam going. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Please, no, no. Put your shirt back on. Be respectful. Wait till the lights go off, then take your shirt off. All right, y'all. All right, oh, back to your regular news. And you know how we like to end things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's epilogue. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you to our combat sports insider clubber, D the Combat G. Thank you, my friend, for this wonderful episode and thank you all my family for tuning in another episode in the book number 23 be on the lookout for number 24 next friday it will be all me street p so you will get all me next week the goodness i don't know where i was going i don't know taste and see the goodness of the lord anyways all right y'all have a great week yo peace out love y'all I'm gonna, we're gonna do a little detour right now. All right, let's divert. All right, this is a detour er, sideways, going around the incident. I have an issue with people at the gym. Okay, if it was up to me, I would have my own gym and would have, and I would have a set of rules. If you don't abide by them, you will have to do push-ups where you don't come back for two weeks. Okay, and this is all areas of the gym, from the locker room to the floor. Even the cardio place, I mean, cardio machines, I'm sorry, pardon me. You know, I, I'm just thinking of this stuff, okay? Let's start in the locker room. I don't spend much time there. I try not to go. But at what age is it okay or when men say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to stand up with my leg up like I'm Captain Morgan's with my hog swinging. What is up with older men and doing that? Why do you need to be naked to have a full conversation with somebody? And you stand there as if you're at home, like someone's supposed to be comfortable with you just swinging in the wind, not even drying off, just sitting there just yapping with somebody. What is that? I don't – What like, is it in the 50s? Is it in the 60s? I don't understand why they're so comfortable just standing up, leg up, just da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I picked some grapes the other day and da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't want to see all that stuff. I go to the locker room. I, I try to avoid that, you know, and then I, I go, you know, with the – Wash my hands if I use the bathroom, and somebody just sitting there shaving, 
or blow drying their hair in their underwear. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't want to see that. I'm sorry. And all the folks that do want to see it, hey, good for you, all right? But I don't. I care not to. Maybe I'm just in and out. I like to just go in the locker room, drop my stuff off, lock it up, boom, be out. I don't want a conversation, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to conversate, you know, while, you know, both of your heads are, are getting uh, fresh air. I don't want to do that. Now, when it comes to on the floor, you know what I'm saying, I can go on and on about how there needs to be, you know, certain types of gym rules or gym etiquette, common sense things that you think everybody should know, but they don't know, like like wiping machine before or after. You know, some people don't wipe before, that's fine, but you got to wipe after, just like using the bathroom, unless you're dirty, you know. Um, you can't get up from a machine. I, I sweat a lot, okay? I sweat in the snow. So I'm, I'm trust me, I'm the combat, I'm, I'm, I'm Clubber D, the combat G, but I sweat every place I be. Just look, just touch your mom's bed. But anyways, so when I get off a machine, it looks like, you know, soul glow. Like I just got up out of Jericho. It's, it's dripping down and glistening, you know. I always wipe the machine because so I'm so self-conscious of myself. I don't want people looking at me like, oh, wow, damn, why is the rock up in here sweating all over the place not wiping shit? I don't want them thinking Idris Elba doesn't wipe the machine, so I always wipe the machine. So I do that. But some people just go just use the machine and just not wipe and – and I had an incident the other day where a guy didn't wipe, and then he walked away. I said, are you done? Are you, are you okay with that? He was, oh, my bad. I got you. I said, yeah, yeah. What the goddamn machine was wrong with you? Besides that, re-rack your weights. I repeat, re-rack your weights, all right? Don't leave your stuff on there. I don't care if you're lifting 315 or 100 pounds. Re-rack your weights. Take the weights off, Okay. And if you're using a machine and you and you're and you put a ten or a five on there, do push ups instead. I'm sorry, you know, you gotta start somewhere, but don't leave the weights on there, all right? Don't mind what's you know the little ass bagels on there. Just take that shit off. Re rack, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? And also, if you're doing cardio, which I hate doing, but I gotta do, you know what I'm saying? Because I need the stamina for your mother. You know, if you're doing cardio, don't act like you're a ballerina, okay? I've seen people skipping and jumping, doing twirls, and I'm just waiting for them to bust their ass on the treadmill, trying to just do look-at-me type stuff. I mean, okay, you can run incline, but then you turn sideways like you're doing side sprints or whatever. Then you backpedal, turn around the treadmills. Move. Like, what are you doing? What are you training for? What is go- at, one point in your life, at what point in your life, unless you're a defensive back, if you're Deion Sanders, you want to backpedal for 50 yards, why are you doing that on a treadmill for so long? I don't get it. Why are you running sideways for that long on a treadmill? You just want people to look at you. I, you know what? Let me let me chill. Okay, let me chill. You know, I'm just I like to. I almost all complain. This is a constructive criticism on every d bag at the gym. But you know, as always, I'm gonna sign out for a hot second. I gotta go cool off. You know, I'm still waiting on those Zimas. Um, I had. Got some Mike's Hard Lemonade and put some uh, Starburst in there. It didn't taste that good, but it's nothing like Jolly Ranchers and Zima. You know, I want to keep it spicy. But uh, I'm out here, oh. I'll get back at you. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Please make sure to share as well on all your social media. 
We love your support here at the Ball and Buds podcast. We hope you have an amazing week. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Be kind to each other and spread love the Omar way. Oh!